I am so happy that you're able to join us for this extended interview. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get more killer resources. Hey friend, are you looking to land a remote gig ASAP? Well, did you know that we not only have a ton of online jobs you can apply to on our site, but now we are also sending them straight to your inbox. I'm happy to announce that we will be sending our email subscribers legit online jobs every Wednesday. We have done hours of research so you don't have to. If you want to be the first one to hear about the remote gigs we find, go to theoffbeatlife.com to subscribe. Hey everyone, thank you so much for being here for this extended interview with Erin where she's going to share with us how to move from freelancer to entrepreneur. Hey Erin, how are you? I'm good, Debbie. How are you? I am wonderful. So before we get to your amazing tips, can you tell us about you and why you live in Offbeat Life? Absolutely. So my husband and I decided to launch our personal life dream and become a full-time digital nomad family. We've been doing this for almost two years now. And we travel around with our little toddler daughter and both of us work remotely. He currently works remotely for a corporation. And uh, I've been self-employed for pretty much most of my career doing online work exclusively since about 2011. But prior to that, I had a previous business that was, you know, local service business doing professional organizing that I started back in 2003. And of course, make sure you listen to the full interview with Erin where she dives deeper into her journey and all of the things that she's learned throughout that whole process. But today, we're going to talk about how to move from freelancing to being an entrepreneur. I think a lot of people are sometimes confused. You know, there's a lot of freelancers out there that are like, well, I am an entrepreneur. What are you talking about? I That's where I am. So can you tell us the difference between the two? Because there's always a disconnect and confusion between those two things, Erin. <laughs> well, I will give you my definitions, but then I'm also going to go beyond that because I believe that there is that 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 there is yet another phase beyond perceiving yourself as an entrepreneur. So just, just to dangle that out there for a minute, basically the way I see it is a, a freelancer and none of these are, are, you know, above each, like I'm not ranking, I'm defining as, as a distinction. So, you know, a lot of people, when they realize that they want to get out of the corporate job and they want to, you know, go work for themselves, quote unquote, start out as freelancers. You know, it's the, what could I do? What skills do I have? And who can I use them with? And so, you know, that's how you end up in kind of the the land of Upwork and the land of, back in the day, it used to be Odesk, you know, it's guru.com, you know, all of these different places where they're kind of freelancer marketplaces. And it's just, I have skills and I can help people. And I have skills and I can help people. And what ends up happening is you basically end up trading one boss for a whole bunch of different bosses. <laughs> and it's, it is a great way to get experience in what it feels like to manage your own 
your own schedule, your own responsibilities, your own work to have to, you know, prioritize for yourself and figure out, you know, how do I find the next client and, you know, what proposals am I sending out today and all that kind of stuff. That's kind of the world of a freelancer. For me, the distinction comes when you hit the next step, an entrepreneur starts truly, it's, it's an identity shift. It's not just where can I go get another gig, but how can I build a business that provides a particular service or value to a particular market? Because I know a lot of freelancers who sometimes they'll do, they'll free, you know, like I do a little bit of copywriting and I do a little bit of graphic design and I do a little of this and a little of that. And it's kind of like, you know, what skills do I have and how many different ways can I apply them? An entrepreneur figures out, I do this amazingly. Like this is really my best skill. And I want to take that skill and help this particular group of people in this kind of a way. And what ends up happening is as you claim that identity, then you start to make it possible to truly build a business which incorporates more than just you. So it's, you know, it gives the opportunity for you to then be potentially hiring other freelancers or to be hiring other people as employees to work in your business. Now, what I've seen, having now been 17 years in business, is that what sometimes happens is that people get into that that identity concept of being an entrepreneur And they end up as what I refer to as an exhausted entrepreneur, where, yes, you might have some people who are, you know, maybe you've hired your VA and they're taking a few hours a week off of your plate, but you're still trying to do far too much and you're still trying to, you know, wear all the hats, do all the things, (laughs) try and how do I put my business in all of these different places? Because they're still kind of barely pulling themselves, you know, this is the world of a lot of solo entrepreneurs, or, you know, those very small shops where it's, it's literally you and a VA. And it just is draining. It's exhausting. So what I've realized, and what I finally, you know, took me well into my first business, and now I'm doing it much faster in my second company, is that there's a, there's yet another identity shift of choosing to stop just thinking of yourself as an entrepreneur and particularly an exhausted entrepreneur (laughs) and instead step into what I refer to as being a visionary CEO, which is someone who looks at their business as having a wider purpose, a wider impact, and having the potential to grow to the point where you are not the core of your business where you have a team who are delivering the services, who are doing the work, who are you know, ba- making the business functional and operational even when you step away from it entirely for weeks at a time. And that's the, that's the role of a visionary CEO. That's the concept and the identity of a visionary CEO is I don't just want to run a business to have a job. I want to run a business to own a company and to lead a team and to expand the the impact and the potential reach 
of the work that that I'm doing in the world. And I feel like that's the place where a lot of of entrepreneurs struggle because in order to get from that exhausted entrepreneur into becoming a, a visionary CEO, there's a lot of systems building and there's a lot of team building that happens that not everybody wants, that not everybody is is ready for. But I think it's a choice and I think it's a decision that too many entrepreneurs don't even ask the question, what would it take? What would it look like if I stepped into thinking of myself as a visionary CEO? What is the most impactful future that I could have doing this work in the world? And what would it take for us to get there? And so that's why, you know, I, I love kind of opening that door for people who find themselves kind of caught in the land of being a freelancer or a, an entrepreneur, but feeling like there's something more, feeling like there's something they wish they could also do. And I think claiming that identity and then doing the work of starting to build a business that can take them there is how we get there. It's how that becomes possible. Yeah. I love that you're talking about this, Erin, because I think I've spoken to, I don't know, however many, over 150 entrepreneurs already. And I've spoken to plenty of them that feel kind of guilty if they're not doing work, right? And when I started hiring people into my team and there were times where I literally wouldn't work for like a week or two and I was like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? I'm not doing anything, but miraculously things got done, which is kind of interesting yeah. when you hire people to do that. <laughs> but there's funny about that. Right? Yeah. And, but there's always <laughs> this like form of guilt, right? Because I think we're always fed this line, especially in America, where you have to hustle all the time. If you're not hustling, you're lazy. And I think it's just taking out yourself outside of that and understanding that you did work really hard in the beginning and then you have made yourself into this position that now you are reaping the benefits of it. So it's kind of interesting how hard it is to shift your mindset in that you're not being lazy. You actually did the work and now you can enjoy it. (laughs) Well, and it is about shifting your perception of what your responsibility is. So you're, you're absolutely on to it there, Debbie. And certainly your, your comment about the, you know, the common perception of we're supposed to hustle. Like our job is to hustle. That's as an entrepreneur, you need to do the hustle. (laughs) I freaking hate that. It's a load of crud because the reality is you cannot hustle your way to a hugely successful business. You just can't. You will burn yourself to a crisp. And that's what I see happening. That is the piece that truly, honestly breaks my heart because there are so many phenomenal, passionate entrepreneurs who are doing beautiful work in the world and the work that the world needs that because they haven't figured out how to break free of the hustle, they burn themselves out Hmm. and their business goes away. And they end up, you know, shifting into something else. They end up going back to the corporate job. They end up whatever because they couldn't get that next piece in place. They couldn't break free of that mindset of it has to be about hustle because it doesn't. It has to be about what is going to serve the work. And when we get real clear about who do we need to put in place to make sure that the work is served, 
then that's what allows us to be able to step back and say, you know what? My job as a visionary CEO is not to do that action. It's to make sure that I have hired and and supported and encouraged and inspired the most amazing people to be who are probably even better at doing that action than I would be. And my job is to lead that team and to help them make sure that that they can communicate easily and clearly that we have the right people in the right places on the bus that you know if there's anything showing up that's toxic in our team in our world that it gets addressed and that's my job is to make sure that that my team is amazingly well cared for so that they can in turn care for our clients or care for the work yeah. And it's, it really is, you know, and I, I went through this identity shift for the first time with my first business, because as I mentioned in our previous interview, in our main interview, I went from being the professional organizer who went out to see the clients and to do the work in the field with them and their stuff to having a team of organizers who were out doing that. And that was the, that was kind of where I first began to realize this identity shift was that my job was to care for the team and teach the team how to care for the clients. Mm. Yeah, I love that. That's so true. And you know what too, Erin, I love hiring people who are way better than me because the quality of the work, right? You start putting out becomes way better too. And it makes you look better. (laughs) Heck yeah, girlfriend. No kidding. It's, I'll tell you, I just hired a copywriter. I, I've always written my own copy and I just hired a copywriter for the first time and finding, you know, first of all, finding the copywriter was more challenging than many other positions. Mm. But, you know, when you find somebody who is a good click, it's like, oh my God, you have just taken my copy to like a whole other level. Praise the glorious gods. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't have to do all of this and it's so much better. <laughs> Wow. Cool. (laughs) And also, a lot of people don't understand that when they feel like, oh, but it's taking money away from me. But you also don't understand that you're putting a lot more money in because once it gets better, you get more clients and you have energy to start making more money and thinking of ideas to create more income for your business. So, yeah. or to push yourself for that that really big project or that really big contract. It's like, oh, I actually could take on that kind of a huge thing. Like, let me, you know, let me pitch myself. It, it allows you to, to, to put yourself into a position to tackle bigger pieces, to do bigger projects, because you'll have the space, both the space in terms of the time and the energy. You know, and this is something I go into a lot in my course, you know, in the freedom evolution, we talk about, you know, I I often like to say there is no such thing as time management. We've all been fed this, you know, (laughs) this completely bogus concept since, you know, for decades now about managing our time. That's not something we can manage. There are things we can manage like our purpose and our priorities, our focused action and making sure that we are able to identify the priority action and take focused action on it. Our energy, how we manage, how we show up to get the work done on a daily basis. And the more that we intentionally manage our energy, the more we can do with it. 
we expand our energy capacity, you know, we can manage the flow of our information. We can manage how we organize the work of the, the information that flows through our business. And we can manage our presence, you know, just our, our human ability to show up fully present in this moment, whether that's with a client or with a team member or just for ourselves, just to be fully present when we're doing the work that we're doing. And those are the things that's, you know, those are the five things that I, I teach as part of my course that are about how do we actually improve our ability to get things done, take on bigger projects, dream bigger dreams, make the audacious things that we've kind of always wished were possible, actual, planable, reality, actionable, <laughs> and start walking towards them. Yeah. Those are such great insights and I can't wait to share all of this information with our audience where they can find it. If they want to learn more about your course, Erin, where can they find you? I would go to chosencourse.com forward slash I want more. And there you will find, uh, we have a freebie up there called the Freedom Map. So if we're not in the middle of a course launch at the moment, because we only launch the course a few times a year right now, you'll find the Freedom Map, which will is a really awesome guide to helping you think about what your life might look like if you choose to become a visionary CEO and what are all of those things that you can start figuring out how to get off of your plate and start building the processes that would allow them to be delegatable to someone else. You can find the freedom map there at chosencourse.com slash I want more. And if we are in the middle of a launch, you may also find information about our upcoming course launch. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Erin, for all of these amazing tips. We really appreciate you. Hey, Debbie, it's my pleasure and my honor. And yeah, have an amazing journey in your next steps too. Thank you, Erin. You too. I hope you enjoyed this extended interview with Erin. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the full interview where she shares how she's been able to help online entrepreneurs avoid the burnout. Hey friend, have you been wanting to start a podcast? I know it can be overwhelming in the beginning. Believe me, I have been there. Lucky for you, we have created a new site called howtocreatepodcast.com that shares a ton of freebies that can help you get started. From launching, growing to monetizing, we share it all in one place. Visit howtocreatepodcast.com for more information. Thanks for joining me on this extended interview. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. We can also chat some more on Facebook at The OB Life. I'll talk to you soon.